All right, welcome back to another episode of Table Talks, where deeper conversations are something highly sought after but rarely explored. And I have with me, as always, my lovely co-host, Alyssa. Hello, Snow Angels. All right, well, we're getting into March here, so like... You got anything new for spring? This is the third episode that you... No, I did not ask last week. I didn't ask last week. Nope, but you asked two times before this. Yeah. Yep, so I want to hear it. It's spring now. We going with chickadees? I don't know. You're not 100% yet? Let me find my word like you found you. Oh, shush. All right. Okay. Oh, shush. Oh, shush. Um, all right, so what are we diving into this week, my dear? I would like to get improvements to the workplace beautiful we love that corporate america and i simply mean america i was gonna say i think i have a deep seated issue with corporate america and just the way our standards are i think i could really go on a long tangent about this one but i'm gonna leave it at i have always had a problem with the way workplaces are run i think that they are very prone to burnout Mm -hmm. Um, they're not very helpful to the common person, and I think they can be a huge, they're like small changes, but make a huge world of difference. Absolutely. And I hate to say it, but like, we are behind the eight ball. We are so, America is so behind the eight ball. Like, Europe, Asia, I think even Australia, like, all of these countries are doing so much better than us in the workplace, and it's only increasing productivity yeah absolutely i think you can't have productivity without making sure that your staff is mentally sane and i feel like unfortunately in america and corporate america isn't focused on that they're not focused on your mental health they're focused on your productivity but you can't have your they're focused on the money yes and improving their company yes which i understand and i'd love to take value in it but like i think we should be creating a more open atmosphere like we're also helping you with your company like take value in it everyone you know collaborate contribute and that's what's going to help us meet our goals not just money 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 yeah like my partner's job not great yeah they don't care (laughs) not a fan i am not a fan i have heard some stories and i just like i'm shaking my head and i'm just like Mm -mm. why are you still there (laughs) yeah yeah and i think that's really true but again it's like you get so used to a certain way that things are done that it just becomes the normal and I feel like that's where we're at right now like we're just America is so accustomed to doing things a specific way that this is all we've known and this is all we'll continue to do and I don't think that that's healthy absolutely not I (laughs) take a second (laughs) because like oof yeah it's just not healthy and I think that the things that we're going to talk about on this episode could make a world of difference. Absolutely. I know some of the points. Uh, you did most of our show notes for this episode. Not most. You did all of our show notes for this episode. So as you're like, we we talked about these beforehand. I was looking at these and being like, wow, this would make a world of difference. And I wouldn't probably have such disdain for corporate America like I do if these were some of the things that were actually valued. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And like, I think this also bases off a conversation that we've had previously. Yes. Because we were sitting... I don't remember where we were. I remember I got a Pokeball that day and I was happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> we had a long conversation. It was the beach one day, actually. It was our drive home from the beach. Yes. It was. And we just had a long conversation about, like, management, how we would want to be leaders, and, like, how if we had our own business, like, how things would be. And it really, I mean, I already had my own problems with corporate America, as I've said, but, like, it really sparked a huge conversation 
for me. Yeah, I think just for both of us in general, like going forward, like how do we want to be leaders in one, a workplace environment? And then two, like at that corporate level, if you know, and when we take a business to that sort of level, like what do we want to actually instill in our companies? And what it what do we want to value for our employees? We're like, okay, we're at like mid-level management right now looking at this and being like, these are the things we wish corporate America valued about us. So like we want to incorporate that into our corporate setting. Yeah, I think we definitely have the background in it. Like we've been through entry level, mid level, like management positions. So we understand how a lot of companies work. Mm-hmm. But there just needs to be some change. Absolutely. People need to start taking action. And accountability too, right? Like I think that's a big part of like what today's world and generation is like pushing for us. The younger generation is like, no, hold yourself accountable. Our generation and our own personal relationships is like, hold yourself accountable. And now it's just, we have to kind of push that towards corporate needs to be accountable for the things that they offer us and the things that they do. It should not just be on the mid-level and and entry-level positions to push for these things. Absolutely. I think with the pandemic, I'm curious to see how the next like couple of years are gonna go I think coming out of the pandemic people want good jobs they've Mm -hmm. now been remote or at home they know they can do it companies are doing it so like you can see it now everyone's hiring no one's wanting to fill the job because Mm -hmm. they're just not good jobs Mm -mm. and companies are gonna have to start taking their own accountability and if they want to hire good employees that are gonna stay with the company and grow you need work-life balance yeah, first and foremost. Yeah, you need the work-life balance, which we talked about in depth last week. And I think we just have to start really incorporating and start there. I think if you start there, a lot of the other things will come when we start valuing the work-life balance. And it's just not a value in corporate America because we're just supposed to be on 24-7. And yeah. that's not reality. Like, we're not we're not robots. In other countries, you won't even catch the CEO after hours. Mm-hmm. Like, you do not. We need to have good work-life balance. You should be able to work your nine to five or whatever hours and go home and live the rest of your life. Absolutely. Friends, family, time off. Have a- Why is that a bad word? Yeah. Oh my God. I know. And like the fact of like not being able to take time off because you're on a deadline, like what kind of bullshit is that? That's when people should probably be taking time off because they're under a lot of pressure, a lot of duress, a lot of stress. The amount of stories I see about like people- going on vacation and their job calling them to ask a question like bitch i will answer it when i'm back on monday leave me alone yeah (laughs) i'm not even picking up the phone Mm -mm. work-life balance is so important Mm -hmm. you guys need to have a balance between working and going and having a family friends a life traveling whatever you want to do like Having enjoyment that does not revolve around your job. Exactly. And and this is not to say that your job cannot be enjoyable. We want you to have those enjoyable jobs. That's why we did this stretch. We wanted you to find those jobs that you actually get into. You thrive in. You enjoy. You don't dread and go, oh, I have to go to work today. You're actually like, I get to go to work today. Yes. Like, this is what we want for you guys. And that's why we did this stretch of, you know, a five-episode five sequence because we wanted that. You should have enjoyment. You should, Thank it should you. be a passion project for you. Like your job should be somewhere where you're happy, mm-hmm. but it doesn't negate your life happiness as well. Absolutely. It shouldn't surround and overwhelm your life balance. Mm-mm. So work life balance is the first and ac- foremost. Yes, <laughs> I think another one is flexible schedules and hours. 
Um, Which we touched upon a little bit because we talked about the pandemic. We're, we're seeing a lot of that. Like people are having to be flexible because kids are homesick. People are, uh, you know, working from home. So it, it's a little easier to log in a little later and, you know, log in earlier and get more work done. But again, we go back to that. You have to have work-life balance and that, that comes with the flexible scheduling. Yeah. And I just, I don't think I've ever understood always having a regulated schedule. Mm-mm. Like, one out of five people, are they all productive from nine to five? No. <laughs> nope. One's up there at two and three a.m. trying to get their work done because they're happy doing that. Some are at, you know, 7 p.m. Some are at five. You were five. <laughs> you were 5 a.m. girl. I was. I was for a really long time. I was a 5 a.m. girl. I would get up, you know, I'd get up at 4 a.m. From four to five was my meditation, my yoga, and my, like, journaling sessions. And from 5 to 5.30 was, like, time for me to just kind of organize my day and get stuff going. And then from 5.30 to 6 was, like, go time. It actually was 5 to, like, 5.30 to, like, 6.45 because I wouldn't have to leave for work until almost 7. And I would – that would be, like, my go time. That would be my time to get stuff done. But I was also in bed at 9 p.m. every night, 8.30 every night, too. Like, but now I've had a huge shift, and now I'm on the back end of that. I'm – uh, I'm up until midnight, 1 a.m. doing all my work and I'm not getting up until 8 a.m. now because I didn't have a job that regulated me to a schedule. Yeah, but even keeping with the time that you get up, you get up at 4 a.m. Say you're working a normal 9 to 5 job. So now you're up from 4 a.m. You get to work at 9 you're probably getting some lulls in productivity because you've been up. At nine? (laughs) You've been up for five hours. (laughs) And then now you're going home at five. You've maybe gotten some stuff done. And you have maybe four hours before 9 p.m. when you're saying you're in bed. Yeah. What does that leave you time for? Food and relaxation. Maybe that. Maybe a movie. Maybe you got to clean. Maybe you got to vacuum something. Maybe you got to pick up so-and-so from daycare. Like, Right. It doesn't allow you the time for you to use your productivity to your advantage. Absolutely. That's why I think flexible scheduling is so important. Maybe you guys come in later. I'm a late person. I can, my job starts at 7.30. I can. I need like a 15 minute window. (laughs) So if maybe they accommodated me and started my job at 7.45 or 8 p.m. 8 p.m. 8 (laughs) a.m. I would be way more on time and probably a little bit more productive because you're not feeling that first early morning stress in the day to get to a job on time I struggle to get my ass up at six because that's how long it takes me I take a little while to get ready and I like to wake up speaking to no one get my cup of coffee I'm not productive until like 11 11 to 3 is my fucking bag I'm so good I'm like let's go let's go and then I start to have the wind down so if they change my schedule they would get much more work out of you. Exactly. And I'd work more productively, faster, and better quality. Absolutely. I just think flexible scheduling is super important. I think it also to evaluate changes in someone's work-life balance. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, now you're a mom, and now you have to pick up your kids up from daycare. Like, you're not going to be able to work every single Monday through Friday. You might need a Tuesday off or a random, like, leave early day. Like, Or your schedule might be, you can drop your kids off at daycare at 7, so you could get in the office at 7.30 and you work 7.30 to 3.30 because you have to pick your kids up from the daycare at 4. That might be your new schedule versus you're used to working the 9 to 5. You can't do that anymore because you have other priorities in life. Like we talked about, your work-life balance should be flexible 
And that means that your work needs to be just as flexible. Yeah. I mean, I think we talked about it in work-life balance. I talked about somebody who was, like, pretty much scooted out of a job. Like, they were pushed out of a job slowly but surely because they didn't have the flexibility that they were looking for. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand retail and flexible scheduling. I do get it. Yeah. But, like, companies also should be understanding that you have a life Absolutely. and a family and those things matter just as much. Mm-hmm. And I think I more recently, more than ever, I've seen on TikTok the people that are like recording their like meetings with like higher ups and being like, oh yeah, da, da, da. well you just keep pushing through the holidays. Da, da. Well, what about us? We need some time off. Oh, um, you are going to have time off. You have the 24th and the 25th off. And it's like, I have two fucking days during the most stressful time of the Black year. Black Friday in retail. Right. Like, but that's what I mean. Like, they, like, and there's these CEOs of companies or top level management of companies jetting off for the fucking holidays for three weeks to go be in their, you know, yacht out on the fucking, you know, Cape for whatever reason, like, and yeah. get to enjoy and relax. But you're, you're required to work hard during those holiday hours and I'm, that's just not fair i'm very glad that my my ceo of my current company is not like that but i have heard the horror stories that come mm-hmm. with ceos that just aren't they're only thinking about themselves and what they've worked towards and not the actual morals and values of what their employees need because a ceo that's thinking from the bottom up is a much better CEO than from top down. Absolutely. A 100%. And that was something that in this video that I saw exhibited, like the girl was like, but what about us? Like we're struggling. If I don't get my time off, like I've requested, I, I will quit. And he's like, well, it's really hard right now. She goes, then I quit. And she ended the meeting right there. And I was like, good for you, girl. I was like, first of all, this is a buyer's fucking market. Like you will find a job. You will find a job. So like, to think that, and like you said, though, the sad part is, is a lot of these jobs are requiring things that people don't want and people mm-hmm. are not going to take. And this is why the freelance world is kind of blowing up because people are like, well, if you're not going to give me what I want, I'll give me what I want. And if that means I get to do my passion project and work for what I actually want to work for and enjoy it, I'll work 15 hour work days because I enjoy my day over working an eight hour work day doing something I don't. And that's the truth. That's just straight facts. I mean, my partner says the same thing. He's like, I'd rather quit. <laughs> I'd rather quit than you not give me the time off or my flexible schedule that I'm asking you for. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as we like to say, oh, maybe they're equal or like work likes to go, oh, yeah, we're really important. Like we pay your bills. We're going to go, OK, well, we'll find it somewhere else. Like, like, thank you. Have a great one. You're not worth my my family, my friends, my mental sanity. Mm, read that one. <laughs> mental sanity. Yeah, so I think with that, remote and partial remote is a factor as well. Absolutely. I think that if we were to change something, I think it totally should be an option. Of course, and I think something we need to like look at is those bigger companies like Google, like BuzzFeed, we were talking about this before the episode, how their office setups are and their flexible scheduling is like the office is open 24-7. So say you are that night owl worker. As long as you work your 40 hours a week, they don't give a fuck when you work it. Just come in and do your job. Exactly. I love that. Like you guys have a badge. You got an alarm system. Like you can go in when you're ready and prepared to work. Like I don't need you to micromanage me. Give me my projects and I will go do the work for you when I see fit. Yeah. And if I need to come in for a specific meeting for something, I'll do that. Like, and it makes you want to show up for those meetings 
at 9 a.m. because you're not forced to do them every single week. How many of you hate your Monday morning meetings? I used to have a daily huddle. I was like, I don't need this fucking shit. I got 10 other things to do. That's This is taking my time away from I know all of these things. Let me do my thing and leave the people that actually do need to learn that here. Yes, of course. And I think that's something that upper management doesn't necessarily see. Not everyone needs to be in on every fucking meeting because sometimes the meetings are so repetitive that the mid-level management has been in this meeting seven times in the last like three months or the last quarter. Like you don't, they don't need to be here because they've learned this information. This is for the new employees. These are for the entry-level employees. New training, performance improvement plans, whatever you need to do, but not everyone needs to be involved. And you're talking about meetings. Okay. I might be that night owl that works at 3 a.m. in our building. But if you need me to come to a meeting, that's one day out of my week. Mm-hmm. Not every single day. It's mm-hmm. not all the time. Like, okay, yeah, I might be coming in at 2 or 3 a.m. the rest of the days, but I will come in at 11 for you for this meeting. Or I'll come in virtually. Sure. Absolutely. Of course. And I think that's something that I have seen and witnessed people having to be at a 9 a.m. meeting every fucking morning. And I'm like... What is that doing? Like, no, like genuinely, like, what is that doing? Because you're taking away for, like, I know for me, when I first get into like my job, I like mentally prepare myself with a list of things I need to do for the day. I really enjoy my boss. My boss is like, have you you gotten settled in? Did you have breakfast? Are you good? Because he's the same way. He wants to make sure he gets in, gets settled, have his breakfast before he's jumping down my throat with things to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I appreciate those things. Like, that is what we need that type of accommodation to be thinking about our employees and how they like to work. Yeah. Cause I know for me, I, now that like I'm doing more freelance work and I'm working from home and I'm working for myself, I have CEO Mondays. There is not a single fucking meeting on my list on Monday. Don't come at me. Do not come at me on a Monday morning. Mm-mm, that is not the day for me. We don't like that. I am much better to have meetings on like a Tuesday and a Friday. Those are my open days for meetings. I schedule, like, when someone wants to book a call with me, those are my Tuesday calls. They're 15 minutes. That's it. Fridays are for, like, my bigger hour-long meetings. I do not like meetings on a Monday morning. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, and if, if your debate is going to be about, like, oh, there's so many schedules involved, do you have any scheduling programs and platforms that we have nowadays? Workday. I think later, Monday, Slack. Don't fucking come Asana. at me with the bullshit. Like, Outlook. I... Bullshit. That is bullshit. Ugh. Any... Ugh. The disdain she, I have like, for... I'm going to digress. Mm, I, I was that. like, I need to wait a half minute. So anyway, I mean, remote, I think, is super... Important. Important, but capable. Like, you're, you're able to have remote work. The pandemic proved it. So many companies went remote or partially remote that and, you are able to work from home. And they canceled and they, they they stopped working in those offices and completely was like, yeah, no, we just, we just, that we don't have that office anymore. Yeah. That's not your home office anymore. You don't anymore. pay for fucking building space anymore. Yeah. Or the cleaning company. That's, everyone's working from home. <laughs> yeah. And I think the other part of like working from home that like I heard personally from um, close relatives of mine were like, I finally went back in the office and I literally got no work done because the amount of people that came up to my desk and we were chit-chatting and shit like that. Like, I can't even, I can't imagine going back to the office and, like, working five days a week at the office again because I don't even get as much work done as I do at home. I'm way more productive here at my home. And that goes back to work style. And it also goes back to the, was it job requirements? One of our episodes that we did recently and I was talking about how People have to work, maybe they're independent workers, mm-hmm. 
or they're more collaborative workers and like you have to take that into effect i'm a factor i'm a very mix of both like i like collaboration when i'm struggling on a problem or like i need insight and i'm like this is my solution but this solution isn't working so like i need someone else to help me with like build this out someone could say one thing and that's just like light bulb so like i like collaboration but i am a very like independent like give me my project let me do what i gotta do and like be done same i mean i like collaborating but i'm gonna get so much more done when i'm by myself i thrived remote working remote Mm -hmm. and i found that out i mean i kind of already knew but like i found that out working for my company remotely I was doing everything. I had my own, I was doing yoga, I was cooking my good food, I was keeping my house clean, and I was getting all the stuff that I still had done in less time. Absolutely. And I think that's something we need to touch upon is the fact that, like, the flex, the flexible scheduling gives you the option to actually value the vessel that your existence is oh! in. <laughs> Bringing it back from the last episode, baby. But I think that's, like, that's something that we don't think about is, like, we go to work, we pack a meal, or we grab takeout, or we're, we're eating leftovers. Like, it's not always the greatest food. Like, it's not. But that's something we need to incorporate in this, like, accommodations is, like, having a personal kitchen. Oh, okay. Let's talk about it. I was it. like, I know I'm jumping ahead on you a little, so I'm no, sorry. Let's but, like, talk about it. I wrote down a modernized work environment, and a kitchen is is on the list. Mm-hmm. I think. A full oh bare minimum is some counters, a table, somewhere to sit and dine, coffee and, pot, and a hot plate, and a microwave. I was gonna say microwave, fridge, whatever. Like those are that's like the minimum. Mm-hmm. But we should be having a dining area. Maybe you do go and have a chef or a cook cooking meals so that it's more like a cafeteria. Like yeah, my sister's got that. I was like, what? You get meals every day, and you you don't have to think about packing things for lunch. Like sounds great. You don't have to pay for it. Yeah. I don't care. It's healthy it's options. Healthy it's home-cooked, op- whatever. I don't have to go to fucking Subway. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go to Wendy's today. I don't have to go to here. I don't have to go there and, like, make sure and take up the time that's supposed to be relaxing just to go get myself a meal. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have you don't have the break time, which we'll get into in a little bit. No, but- let's, talk, let's fucking talk about it. Adequate lunch and breaks. I think that it's getting a little better, but can we cut the 30 minutes of fucking lunch break out. I don't get I don't get I don't get anything on that. Like I I I ver- I realistic I don't even rest because it's like 15 minutes but like 10 minutes I'm like trying to just and then actually inhale my meal because I'm not I'm a stress eater when I'm stressed but I can't necessarily like if I'm coming out of the work environment I need a minute before I can dive into a meal. And then now I need 10 minutes to get myself back into work. So realistically, I get fucking 10 minutes off. That I get to chill. And that's exactly the problem. I mean, even me, I have only so many places around here that I can eat. And sometimes I get sick of it. And I want to go to, like, the other place. It's maybe, like, ten minutes out. But that's ten minutes there, ten minutes back. The time it takes to grab my food. I got ten minutes when I get ho- when I get back to work. If that. I mean, thank God I work at a place that actually will let me eat my food at my desk and stuff. But, like, other people don't have that. When I was working retail... Do you think I got a lunch as a manager? No. Uh, and uh, as food service, I know, I I rarely Mm-mm. got a lunch. I was min- eating my food while I was doing paperwork. Like, <laughs> Yeah, 30 minutes was not enough. And if I got pulled away, like, I definitely wasn't eating lunch. Mm-mm. I think 45 minutes at the least to 90 minutes, two hours. Mm-hmm. I know two hours sounds like a lot. I get I it. Know it so- I know it sounds like a lot, but do you th- do you think that that would build productivity? Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, most, I can't say most, 
oftentimes, like, state or city jobs will give you an hour and a half lunch. Like, mm-hmm. I know people that have an hour and a half lunch, and I'm like, I am so fucking jealous of you. You can go home. You can go grab something and, like, eat at home if you want to. Mm-hmm. And then come back and feel refreshed and have the break. I think it's so much more productive. I think that you're going to have people less hangry, more brain power because they've now eaten and enjoyed their meal. They're not having to multitask. There's just so many benefits to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. An extra 15 minutes. Literally. 15 minutes. And That's less than it is to make a girl orgasm, as I was informed <laughs> earlier today. So it's <laughs> on a different, different momentum that it we'll is. definitely talk about. We will, but I just had to throw that in there. I was angry, raging. Yeah, but like I just had to throw that in there because it's like realistically, like fifteen minutes. Like it's really not a lot, guys. Come on. No, and going back to breaks. I mean, if you give an extra fifteen minutes, so that's forty-five minutes for lunch. You have so much more time. You can go to that 10-minute spot, come back, you eat your meal. You can even eat your food there. Oh, crazy idea. Wow. I can go into a restaurant and actually have a meal. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, even if that, you don't even have to give the hour and a half all in one shot. No. Well, and this is what I like about some of the corporate jobs that I've seen. They're, like, like that I've been looking at to apply for. Some of them are actually state how long, like, how many breaks you get. One of them said you get a 45-minute break and two 15 minutes, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. And I was like, wait, does the whole company break or do I get to choose? Because if it's everybody breaks at once, like, okay, that's fine. But what if what if I'm going to get a workflow? What if I would rather take a full 30 in the afternoon? Is that, a, is that acceptable? These are all questions that, of course, if I get the job and have an interview, will be things that I ask. And that's, that's exactly what the mindset should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, my job is getting there they do they have two 10 minute breaks and then i got the half an hour for lunch it's the lunch that i have a problem with 10 minutes is great i really like the 10 minute breaks it kind of breaks up my day it gives Mm -hmm. me a little bit of rest or refresh but the 30 minutes needs to be longer 45 i like the 15 15 is a great even number yeah and it's not messing up the rest of your work day Mm -hmm. um my job also gives you a range so within like it's like a half an hour to an hour period can you take that whenever you feel comfortable stopping so if you wanted to keep going with your workflow you could yeah and it's like okay so between two and three i need you to take a 10 15 minute break wow that's a whole hour i get to choose from like that's more than i was even getting a 10 minute break in the afternoon for my last job like you know what i mean like it's it's the you give some like you give people that little bit and it's like giving them fucking gold like it's not and it's not hard because it like you said it gives the refresh it makes you like feel restored after just like a small break and it breaks up the day so it doesn't feel like everything's so monotonous. Because let me tell you, I hate fucking monotony. That is why I don't think I would thrive in a corporate setting. As much as I'm applying for a lot of these corporate jobs, I'm looking at these and going, I am going to fucking hate my life. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> I genuinely know, like, I don't thrive in a corporate environment. I'm not going to. But if you had a flexible schedule and workflow, would you be more willing to and yes. open to? Of course. Of yes. course. Weird concept. I would actually enjoy my fucking job. Wow. Whoa. I wouldn't be like, oh, I gotta go to work this morning. No, I'd be like, I get to go do this day. Like, I wouldn't have to use pump up music on my way to work. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Let's go back to work environment. So, we talked about the kitchen area. Mm-hmm. I think windows. I know this sounds so fucking stupid, but windows, fresh air, and plants is what I wrote down. First the, I think everyone under 
estimates. Thank you. Gotcha. <laughs> um, windows. Mm-hmm. My job has windows on one side of the building, but not on the other because it meets another building. building yeah. People get so sad. <laughs> They're like, I want the window seat. As soon as one opens up, can I have the seat? Because how how nice is it to have some blinds maybe look out? Oh, it's a nice day. Oh, it's raining. Oh, it's snow. Or just be able to like kind of like do a little daydreaming sometimes, and that helps you get it's back into it. It's actually really healthy for you to do daydreaming for like productivity and things like that. They say that it's actually extremely good for you. Yeah. So like. The more windows, the better. Like, lots of light. You get the sun. Especially now when everyone's getting seasonal depression. It's winter here in in Mass. Like, you're going to get the people that are like, oh, I don't, I I get up and it's dark. I go home. It's It's fucking dark. Like, get the sunlight. I I sit by the front door, thankfully, and, like, I get the window. Yeah. But, like, if I didn't have that, I'd be so sad. Like, I need we the box up, light that we talked about during... I literally just about to right say Right in the field. Yep. And I think that's something that, like, I am even starting to recognize for myself working from home. I'm, like, thinking about ways to redesign my office because I was, like, I... Like, the sunlight is always behind me. The window, I usually keep closed because it, it honestly keeps the cold air, like, it pushes it down to the floor instead of having it come right across my back. So I was like, but what can I change this and like make it so I could leave that window open and I could actually like look out the window and enjoy it. And now granted, like the window is facing another apartment, but I could still see the sky. Like I'm like, I'm even considering redesigning my home office space in order to get that modern look, the fresh air, the pla- I totally, have plants in my totally office. Should. I know. <laughs> My vanity is by the window, and I fucking love it. Yeah. Like, where I sit is, like, the window's, like, right here on my right and a little bit behind me. So, I don't – I, like, if I turn enough, I can look out. But I genuinely don't do that. So, I think if I was able to face that, I would have the opportunity to actually look out the window, open the window, and enjoy that modern, fresh air, big windows, plants. I already have plants in my office because we know that. I think corporate America could have more plants, though, because – Plants bring happiness in life. I don't know what it is about plants. I do enjoy plants, although I try, I tend to kill them. <laughs> but, like, plants in the office just, like, give you more of that outside feel again. Like, right. oh, look, great greenery, like, pretty flowers. Like, it just helps enhance the work environment. Mm-hmm. So thinking those physical things. Also, temperature. Oh, my God. Like, how, how small is it to keep <laughs> your office either heated or AC? Why is it that I always need a fucking sweater? Whether because I'm in the cheap. summer, I'm in the summer wearing jeans and a sweater because my office is too AC. I'm in the winter and now I got my heater on. Like, give me a balance. Yeah. Don't be stingy with it. I remember I had to call a number at my retail job just so I could get the heat up. Or I'd have mm-hmm. to say, oh, I'm sorry. Hello. A customer is complaining that our our heat is it's too cold in here. Could you please turn the heat up a couple degrees? Like, why do I have to call a number? Yeah, I, we didn't, I, when I worked fast food, I had no control over it either. We would turn it up and within 30 minutes, it would turn itself back down. Mm-hmm. We had a 30 minute window. So it was like every 30 minutes we were going over there unless we called corporate and it reset at the end of every day, at the end of every day. By the time our, our doors were closed at 10, it was resetting. And by the time we were leaving, we were all freezing again. 
That's what I'm saying. Like every day is different, especially places like like Mass is so different. Now it's like oh my God. it now went from being 40, cold. 50 degrees to now like 16 at night. Like, yeah, and it's 20 in the middle of the day if we're lucky. Like let me heat it. Even if you don't want to let me heat it, at least keep it up. At a t- look at the weather. Somebody look at the weather and, and turn the thermostat up. Like, mm-hmm. bro. It's not that hard. Nope. But definitely helps productivity because if I'm not freezing my fucking ass off from my fingertips, I can actually click on the mouse. Weird concept. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you tell I'm getting angry? Yeah, like, can you tell our disdain right now? I hope. I hope so. Um, I think good furniture is another one. Yes, you have to have a variety of furniture. I love seeing teachers again. Um, bringing that into the classroom, like different ways of sitting, beanbag chairs, like little like actual chairs, desks, other forms. I think we should be doing the same thing in the workplace. Of course. We talked about, you said Google and BuzzFeed, like we talked about off air. That's what I picture. Like, yeah. I know BuzzFeed is not like the greatest company in general, but like. Their work environment matches that of Google. Yeah, their workplace. Like, you can see there's a flow. Um, right. So, there's all different types of furniture. Like I said, beanbag chairs, couches, regular chairs, gaming chairs, like um, sitting, standing desks or tables. I think that's something that's so important. I know for me, I'm even, now that I'm home, I'm looking at my desk and I'm being like, First of all, I need a bigger desk. And second of all, I think I'm going to get a sitting standing one because there are times in the middle of the day I want to stand up, but like my desk doesn't do the sitting standing. So I can't physically stand to do my work. So sometimes I go and I go into the kitchen and do some work sitting in the standing in the kitchen because I need that option to stand up. I think some people just need that. I think so. And I think a lot of companies, they, they're like, make you get a doctor's note just to get one. Which is absolutely fucking asinine. Sorry. <sighs> disdain i need a doctor's note because i'm uncomfortable there's a lot of heat in this episode if you couldn't (sighs) fucking tell (laughs) we're just very passionate about this like absolutely and i think it's because we've worked in environments that are not suitable for one your mental sanity two just your body in general and three productivity like we have missed out on all of those things in the corporate jobs that we've had and it's sad because if it was treated differently and treated with a level of respect for your employees it would be so different. Mm-hmm. People would want to come to work. And you wouldn't. You wouldn't have our retail and fast food workers quitting and having to replace jobs literally every month. I'm trying to hire people to fill positions because people are leaving because it's not a healthy work environment. Oh my gosh, the difference between just even in retail. I know retail's harder to give like good furniture, but like there have been jobs where they're like, you can't sit. You you're not allowed to sit while you're at the register, and I'm mm-hmm. like, what? Uh, on the other hand, some people are like you can only sit at the register. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. Like, give it a flow. Everyone's different. Some yes. people, everyone needs to get up and sit down every so often. Like, yes. let's make the environment reflect that. Yes. Let's, you know, weird concept. Like, make the environment reflect the fact that we're human and all different. <laughs> strange we're let's not fucking ce- robots let's celebrate our differences instead of forcing us all into a box please we don't like boxes here um with that same thing with furniture i think private and social spaces is a must mm-hmm. some people like i said are more independent want to work on their own have available like cubicle type setups or like more like library and then have those collaborative areas like the couches like the open big layouts or meeting rooms and things like that like I think meeting rooms are great I think it gives the the division of having a lot of people in the same room and being able to collaborate and close that 
conversation off from the rest of the office. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that it's a bad thing to have a few collaborative spaces that are open in the same space. But those spaces should kind of be on the opposite side of where those private life spaces, like more independent workspaces are. Because genuinely, people aren't going to work the same. Like, I'm very, like, it needs to be quiet or it needs to be, like, lo-fi music on for working. Yeah, I think it's either BuzzFeed or, like, Bon Appetit or something like that that I saw the workplace. And it was, like, everything social was, like, kind of, like, downstairs in the main area. And then there was an upstairs where it was more, like, private. You need to research or, like, independent work. Which I think is great. And I love the idea of, like, putting a library in there. Because I think just adding books that are a part of the culture, whatever that culture is. Like, say you work for an accounting firm. What if you have books about accounting all the way back from like the 1800s? Somebody could read a book about accounting back then and get a brainstorm thing, an idea, creative thought about I mean, what to do nowadays. High on the job training or research. Like, Absolutely. That That's on the list that we we're here to talk about. Let's just talk about it. You should have materials, tools, resources for that job. People want to better themselves. I remember I had my first job. They had a computer in the back where I could just watch, like, tutorials, learn mm-hmm. more things. I spent almost every break in there. Learning something. <laughs> yup. And that's how I got good at my job. And yeah. I excelled there because I was able to have the tools to learn more. Absolutely. Having a library is a great way. Oh, look, I can learn more about that accounting problem I've been having. Yeah. Now I have a solution. Great. Oh, I came up with this idea. I mean, like, let me see if somebody else, like, has thought about it or if somebody else, like, can validate my idea. I'll go to that collaborative space. And you have those collaborative spaces in order to, like, sit there and know that, like, okay, I'm I'm not in any deep work. I'm ready to, like, be interrupted. So, like, if somebody has a problem, that's where they feel like they can come to you. And if you're in those private spaces, it's less likely that you want to have those interactions and want to be disturbed. You're in a research kind of mode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea of breaking up spaces floor by floor, like you said, at either BuzzFeed or Bon Appetit. That sounds phenomenal to me. And then having, like, if even if you had, like, this is a little extra, but if you had that middle floor that was kind of, like, and in between so you got kind of like a party floor where it's like a lot of collaboration a lot of like everybody's brainstorming everybody's jumping in on different people's projects just walking by thinking about like hey do you guys think about this and then just like walk on like oh no but let's let's talk about it like and then you have that kind of like separated out collaboration spaces for like specific teams to like just do like more meeting style collaboration Mm -hmm. spaces and then that third floor of like no one talks to anybody. Everybody's doing their own damn thing. Leave everybody alone. Okay? Silence is silence. <laughs> silence is key here. We're yeah, all working. Exactly. I think that that middle space is a great space. You can also use it for like refocus areas. Mm. That, I wrote that in addition. Um, places where you can like take a break and feel refreshed. I think jobs won't always put something like that or make it accessible. Mm-mm. I mean, it's great to take a walk and stuff on your breaks or go grab some food, but like. Wouldn't it be nice to have, like, a little area where you're, like, able to play, like, air hockey or maybe, like, some ping pong, some dart, something to, like, just get your brain going? Yeah. Some people work better like that when they're just, like, out and, like, casually, like, throwing some darts Darts. and talking about something. And then they're, like, huh, light bulb. Gotta go. (laughs) Or, like, even for me, like, I'm much more, like, once I, like, take that step away and I can get outside and I can be in nature for, like, 20 minutes. If you have a space, like, a zen garden, my old high school had a fucking zen garden. It was amazing. The first year I was there, 
was kind of shit. But by the end of the year, the senior project was for them to redo that entire space. And they turned it into, like, a fucking Zen garden. It literally had, like, this little, like, sand pit and everything that you could, like, have. And there was a rake in there. Like, like everything. Everything. Like, and they had little, like, spaces you could sit, little beach chairs. Like, they, the seniors that year did a really good job of redoing that space to make it accessible and easy for students to just, like, take a walk outside and just, like, and I think more work environments need to incorporate that into a setting. Yes, for sure. Um, we are going to go take a quick break because I drank my water for today and obviously your girl, your girl got a pee. So I'll be back. Same. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. So we are going to jump back in and we just did work environments. So let's go back into accommodations. Um, I had a few more under this list. Yeah. Sorry. We jumped around a little bit because I got excited about some things. <laughs> I think that separated banks of paid time off, PTO, um, and sick and or personal time, they they're, need to be separated. They're so often combined, and it's ridiculous. And I think that's kind of sad because this is more like a state law, like depending on where you live. It, but a lot of companies, and I know I've mentioned it previously, they will combine PTO and sick time into one bank, and that is all you got. So two weeks, that's all you got. Yeah, I mean, I know for me, uh, working fast food, I didn't get time off. I got so many hours based on how many hours I worked. So every 30 hours, 35 hours I worked, I got an hour of PTO, and that was what I worked with. And I and I had three days of paid sick time for the year. <laughs> but if you throw up, you're immediately out for five days. Oh, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> but you only paid for two of them. Uh, or three of them. So it doesn't. Know? It doesn't make. I have heard so many stories Awful. and just terrible, like paid time off. You want to tell me about your little research about some other countries that we found oh out God. here about this? So in compare, like U.S., you just see like two weeks, maybe three, four if you're lucky. Norway, you love. I love some Norway, some Sweden, all that jazz. Five to eight weeks of paid vacation. Five to eight weeks weeks i know a company here in the u.s that does unlimited paid vacation they did unlimited few and far between here in america let's just be honest but norway five to eight weeks oh you mean i don't have to work here for 10 years before i'm gonna have fucking eight weeks of paid vacation time it's crazy fucking nuts i think it's even crazier that some paid time off expires at the end of the year like I hate, you can't roll that shit over for me. <laughs> I hated that. That was something that, like, I was so happy in my last job that my employer was very much like, we hate that idea. We're not doing that for you. So if there's any paid vacation time, sick days, whatever you don't use, you can roll them into the next year. So I got lucky. To start this year, I was so blessed that I had rolled over time from last year because I got sick right in February. I had like an infection on my arm and I didn't want to spread it. I was a nanny. Like I didn't want to spread it to the children. So I had to take four days. I had to take an entire week off. Like I worked four day work weeks and I had to take those days. And if I didn't have that, I like my vacation time rolled over from the year before, I would have only had one sick day for the rest of the year. But that's the, that's the problem. And that's why it's sad. Like it's, it's even more sad because the fact that companies don't roll things over, like, it's, it's a benefit when you get them to roll over. Right. Like, that shouldn't be a thing. But also the fact that, yes, if you did get sick for maybe 
I don't know, 13 out of those 14 days, you got one sick day for the rest of the entire year. Absolutely. Like, fuck me, bro. <laughs> and especially nowadays with, unfortunately, you know, the pandemic going, like, most jobs nowadays require you to be out of work for 10 days. And, like... My PTO barely even covers that. That And that is what is so sad. And a lot of companies don't have pandemic pay. They don't have that that coverage yeah. i'm lucky enough to have one of those companies right now but like it's not going to be here forever i would be in a bad spot <laughs> if you didn't right like yep. and, and i think that's that's something that like needs to be discussed way more and maybe this is something that on our end as employees we can bring up to management and just continually keep bringing it up and hammering it home until it's actually considered the new normal yeah i mean look i get Sick time is usually state is state regulated mm. where we live. Like it is for every forty hours, you get one hour of sick time. That's great. That can stay. I don't care. But the fact that I have to have them combined is a big problem. That's where it needs to. We need to be speaking up about it. Like mm-hmm. separate those banks. I should but, have time off and have sick time. They shouldn't be combined. But if I need to, and say I decide to, like, you know, the end of the year is coming, I can't roll anything over. I don't have to call out sick for three days in order to use my sick time. Like, I should just either get paid out for it or I should be able to use it as a vacation time. Yeah, you're going to get really fucked. Like, companies, especially retail, like, when especially they have blackout times, like, blackout periods where you can't take any time off. Same with you got to get everybody in November taking four weeks of vacation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that, like, that's another thing. Why do we have blackout days? I don't agree with that. Mm. I think if someone is feeling so overwhelmed that they can't work specific holidays or specific timings that's personal leave them fucking be and let them take the fucking time off because it's better to know that they're not going to be there than to get to the day have them scheduled and they don't fucking show up anyway because they call out because they're so overwhelmed what the fucking point is that you just fucked yourself Mm -hmm. let them just take whatever time they need and then you're gonna be dragging your ass to somebody else being like did you work overtime yeah or as management, you're going to end up being the one to cover that that position when there are a million other things, especially in a holiday time frame, that you need to be doing instead. Mm-hmm. I think another one is um, FMLA, which is like family medical leave, and then parental leave. Again, I'm bringing Norway back around. Twelve months, a full fucking year, do you get of paternity, maternity leave to split between the two of you. And yes, that is not just the mom taking off. It's dad and mom being able to take off at least 12 months. You can actually, fun fact, we can link the article in the show notes, you can get 59 weeks at 80% of your salary to split between the both of you. You know what you get in the U.S.? About 12 weeks. Just enough time to get your baby to stop fucking crying and actually go to sleep and you gotta go to work. You're lucky if you get them stop crying in 12 weeks. Lucky. Lucky. Like, and you're lucky if they're actually sleeping through the night at that point. 12 weeks? 12 weeks. Three months old. You think a three-month-old is sleeping through the night? That's some <laughs> bullshit. I'm going to tell you that right now. Just saying. Yeah. I, I As will... a nanny, I know for a fact that does not happen. You can see the whole first year of your child's life if you work in Norway. And you get paid for it. Yep. Whoa. Strange concept. You actually value the fact that a mother should be around her child? And not ha- struggle with postpartum as if it's not already a big enough factor 
strange concept. Weird. Um, I think the other one, which I thought was really interesting, was Termination. Oh, this um, one. When you told me, I was like, oh, yeah, I, right. <laughs> I had never heard of this. I was like, wow, wait, what? And I already love, like, Sweden and Norway. Um, this is, if you were to get fired, which they already said that it was very hard for you to get laid off. like Because there's laws in place to make sure that you don't. Yeah, and they're really, like, working with you to try to improve your skill set. Like, if it's about inadequacy... They're like, no, we'll fix it. Yeah, we'll well, they're going to help you. Yeah, strange. That doesn't happen. Oh, oh, you didn't hit your, your, you know, percentage this month. You're fired. Yeah, here you get, like, maybe two weeks notice, if that. I was you like, should get it on the spot. Honestly, that's usually what my experience is. is Always. It, I have hired and fired people throughout my companies, and pfft, it's they, immediate. they wait. They don't tell you. They leave you in the dark till they get your paycheck in-house and then they go okay you're done Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah norway is over there giving you three months notice before you get fired so that you have time to find a job and make preparations and you get a compensation package oh weird so you actually you mean i get three months notice i can save even tighter budget myself in those three months to be able to elongate my pay if i need to take more time beyond three months then I can find a job and I get a compensation package to make sure that I can work. If three months comes and I haven't found a job, I still have some flex room. Yep. Strange concept. Wow. We actually value human fucking life and decency. How funny. <sighs> the things in America that I'm just disdain. Like, I think I started a fire in Jocelyn. Oh my God. Me. When you first told me about this episode, I was like, yeah, it sounds great. But then I read your show notes and I was like, Ugh, the inner rage for corporate America. <laughs> I'm a pretty calm person most often. I think you'd say I you'd say ninety ninety five percent for me. Yeah, there are a few topics, and this is one of them that get me just fucking fired up. It just it blows my mind that we aren't taking care of the people that actually live here and work for us as companies. Um, on the job training inserts, if not on the job training, just paying for your education. We talked about this in job requirements, that if they offer that, it's great. But this is so important. You're you're valuing and improving the people that you already have in-house. So many people hire externally instead of internally. And I get that there is a concept of, like, people not flowing and mixing together with internal promotions. But you should be developing your people. Even if they don't stay with you, you're still developing somebody who's going to move on and give those skill sets to somebody else. That's an only and the fact that like they can develop those skills and probably pass that knowledge along to other employees in the building and just like make people within their department or maybe below them that much better and set up for better skill sets or information or whatever is just it shows that you value your people and like everyone sees that not it's not just that one person benefiting it's everyone gets to see that benefit yeah and like some companies have like non-competes and like those type of disclosures you don't have that you don't see that in norway and other countries like they're not competitors you guys are like working together and building the community like where is that for us where is the camaraderie it's, it doesn't exist it doesn't it's cutthroat it's fucking mm-hmm. cutthroat and that's just it makes me sad on the inside i'm and, disappointed <laughs> yeah and it makes you angry too when like you don't get a promotion, but someone who someone else does versus just being like, 
oh my God, I'm so happy for you. You've worked so hard for this position. Like I definitely like, you know, I was able, I've been able to see where, where my flaws were and where you were able to pick that up and, and get this promotion over me. It's not that, no. It's like you're pissed off and petty with that person for the next fucking three months until you get a promotion. But are you being petty because you aren't getting a fair wage or not haven't gotten a review in X amount of years? Like, thank Absolutely. you for my next fucking topic. Like, this is fair wage and reviews and performance should be evaluated. Mm-hmm. I said done often. I left it at that. If you really want to give it a marker, at least every three months, you should be having a check in every quarterly. That's four every ta- three months. Four times a year do you do a check-in to tell somebody how they're doing. I said done often because I think you should be giving ra- like critiques and praises on a daily basis. Every time you encounter that person, you should be helping them improve their work performance. Of course. But check-ins are important. You don't always have to give a, a raise with this review. But I also think raises are important. Think about the ever-increasing minimum wage do we ever pay out when some minimum wage goes up no not always upper level management gets fucking stuffed in the ass i am always jumping to try to stay above minimum wage changing i mean it started at what eight dollars i think when i started and now it's up to i think it's 13 now yeah like i always have to jump ahead of that because it's constantly going up and somebody who's just started at my company is gonna get that right out the gate and i've been sitting here for five years and i'm not even that much above that yeah exactly and i think that's something else that isn't even evaluated or discussed is like when there's a change in a flux like a flux in the market you don't get a fair wage you don't get the same increase in your salary that the 7% inflation that's happening right now, unfortunately, workers are not seeing that 7% in their paychecks. It's only the top 1% and CEOs making more and more money, and we're all getting stiffed and stuffed in the ass at the bottom. Yep. Cost of living has to be put into that as a factor. And and it's not. Like, companies don't even, like, bat a fucking eyelash about it. Yeah. Market shifts, promotions, I think, are the main ones for fair wage. It just needs to happen. I think that leaving people in the dark makes them bitter. Of it course. makes them more competitive. And then it does. It, it leads to petty fucking behavior. And this was something that I experienced when I was working fast food is I witnessed all of a sudden somebody got their hands on what everyone in our district was making. Huh. That went over like a fucking fart in church. Can we fucking, can, can we just stop? making talking about salary and pay rate such a terrible thing like it is companies fully funding and fueling that debate everyone should be talking about salary because if you're making something and i can know about that and then i can go okay well maybe i should be making that or let me evaluate and see where i can be and how to make that eventually or how to improve what i'm doing because clearly i'm missing something again it brings in that camaraderie to be like hey I see that you're making like 5,000 more a year than me. We have the same education. We've been here the same amount of time. Like, what are your work skills? Like, what are you doing that like brings more offer and more value to the company that like maybe I need to incorporate into my workflow or into the way that like I present myself as just in a general way. But it also fuels companies to just undercut you because you don't know what the next person's fucking making. And that's exactly what happened is one of the lower management not the the store manager she found out what some other 
her same position in another store was making and lost her fucking lid. Like, management came in and she, like, locked the door and she was screaming down her throat, like, why are they making more? They have, they haven't even been in the position half as much time as I have and they started out making more than I did. And it's like, well, fucking shit. Like, if we didn't have that, well, I can't, I can't tell you what I'm but like it's you know around a ballpark figure. Like the fuck you mean as around a ballpark figure? You know what your paycheck looks like. You tell me, bitch. Like the fuck, the fuck you budget, right? It's the idea that you might risk your job or employment there if you talk about it. Like it's some big secret. It's not. Mm-mm. You make what you make, and and that's that. You should be well paid. End of end of story. Yes, absolutely. All right, I'm gonna move on to like atmosphere. Um, so this is all things that I just thought that would be helpful within the business. Um, I think that slack or no dress code should be a thing. I say slack because I know there's going to be that one person, that <laughs> 10%, that's just like, what? No dress code? That sounds outrageous. It doesn't matter how you dress. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Just I get come more here work, and work. I get more work done sitting at my desk in a pair of jeans than I will in a fucking, bo- in a full ass suit because I'll be uncomfortable as hell. Exactly. I think it's, it's it's that simple. Like, you have to work for productivity, and if someone's wearing fucking yoga pants, whatever. I say slack because maybe you do have, like, the front desk person or somebody who's interacting with a lot of people, and you do want them to have that business professional. Even maybe casual. some stipulations, but, like, yeah. my shoulders aren't a problem. I can wear tank tops. <laughs> and neither is how short my dress is unless my hoo is hanging out. Makuchi. <laughs> yeah, unless that is hanging out, then it's not a problem as to how short my things are. You need to fucking tame your fucking penis, like, for fuck's sake. It just, it... Regardless. Back to no dress code. End yeah, <laughs> end of story. Uh, decorate, design your own space. Again, goes mm. kind of without saying. You should be able to celebrate and, and decorate your space to your personality. It only improves productivity and happiness at the workplace. Absolutely. And I think that's why I sometimes have a problem with that kind of like open work environment because you can't kind of design your space to work for you. That's why I like sometimes don't love an open workspace like like Google, things like that, because not everybody ends up getting a desk or a space that they can design to be their own to bring in that level of productivity. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, I think there's other ways and that you can go around with an open layout instead. Maybe you do have, like, lockers or something, mm-hmm. or you just are able to bring in notebooks or anything. Like, I feel like people are just, they're just stingy with the budgeting. Like, office supplies. This is so fucking simple. I get different colored post-it notes for, for the different, different seasons and holidays. Oh. <laughs> and every time I change them, everyone's like, oh my god, I love that. They're so cute. Like, even the style there, like, if you had people being able to purchase their own notebooks or supplies, like, organizers and binders that give their own personality to them instead of, you need a black binder with a red notebook and a number two pencil. Like, we did in MCAS. Is it fucking MCAS? I, I say, need two number fucking, two pencils. Fucking high school. Um, so I'm requiring everyone to have a composition notebook and it needs to be black. Ooh, is it blue for science or is it green? Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, that's my point. It needs to be black. You're in English. The fuck? Why? Why do you dictate what color works for me? Like, red to me was, like, an abrupt, like, no. I didn't have red notebooks. I had one. And guess what? I fucking ripped the cover off of it. (laughs) Hated it. Fucking hated it. 
I don't, red is like a red flag color for me, which I wish I would have known that in my relationships, but it's fine. (laughs) But like certain colors are just like a no for me. Like I would rather use orange over a red or a yellow over a red. Like a nice bright color is better than like red to me just screams like you did something wrong, especially in like my high school days. And that's what everyone's different. Mm -hmm. So like being able to promote your own style and like work environment should be a good thing and should be promoted and accepted yes (laughs) Uh, speaking along accepted um socialization socialization is fucking normal it's normal and it should be encouraged i get it the people that have then don't know when to fucking cut it off and just go okay i'm going back to work that's I think they are more the exception than the rule. Most people just kind of want to, like, break up the day again and, like, socialize. Maybe they have been doing really hyper-independent work and need to collaborate or just take that little bit to refresh. Socialization is normal, and it helps get yourself back in the group of things. Yeah, and kind of, like, out of your head and more, like, into the moment. Like, you could be so deep in a project for four hours, and then you're like, oh, my God, it's lunchtime whoa and how, okay i need some socialization <laughs> and how terrible is it for you to have do that and then like your manager side-eyeing you and being like excuse me what are we guys doing what are we working on like don't micromanage me i'm a grown-ass fucking adult <laughs> if i had had issues in the past with getting work done on time then i could understand it but that's not the reality it's not most people are pretty good at getting their work done and just staying on task. Yep. And you can help those people, the other people that can't do that in ways that are helpful for them. Absolutely. Maybe they do need more collaborative and you guys set up weekly meetings with so on and so forth every Tuesday and Friday for them because that's what they need. Yep. And it doesn't have to be a long meeting. They could need like 30 minutes to just kind of, you know, brain dump. I mean, even us, we have our weekly meeting on Tuesdays and we gab for the first half and then we you know, finish up our business. Like, yeah. it's normal. Yeah, to socialize. And that's why, before even recording this episode, Alyssa and I were in the studio in <laughs> our closet for, like, hour. hour talking because we didn't get that hour or even 30-minute gab session that we normally get before we dive into our work. So we got caught up on that today. Again, that socialization is normal. It's important. It's And like you said, it really should be encouraged. It should, you shouldn't be side-eyed for being fucking human and needing some socialization. Yep. I think along the same lines, um, celebrations, team building. I love a company that will celebrate birthdays, holidays, retirements, good news. Maybe it's like a pregnancy or something. Mm -hmm. Um, You talked about that in uh, last week's episode, work-life balance. So I'm repeating that. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's important. And I think that you should see that more in companies. Like if I were to start a company, I'd make sure that we are... I have a full calendar of everyone's birthdays, and we're bringing, like, some cupcakes, something. Yeah. Or, like, going out, having those team building. Maybe you do laser tag or go to the – I wouldn't say go to the bar. Go go to a restaurant and have dinner together. Yeah. Like, you see that in other countries. Absolutely. And it only promotes team building, bonding, and better communication. Because now you know that person maybe on, like, a little, little more personal level. So you feel like you can open up to them when you're struggling with something at work. It doesn't become this, like – well, I don't have any problems. I can't, I can't talk yeah, like, about that. Oh my that. gosh, they're so intimidating. I can't go over to them. And maybe they're just doing their own work at, at, at work, but maybe like out in the personal life, they're happy, go lucky, smiling all the time, talking to everybody. Like right. you don't ever know. So doing those types of events only helps promote connectivity. Absolutely. Um, I also, this is more like the overall general business run. 
I think a safe common space or partnership within the company would be great to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like speaking all your thoughts and ideas, working towards a common goal, and like maybe some of those people that work for you are investors or partners within the company. Like we said, co- taking on a company is a lot. Now think about if you had other people that are investors or partners, they're going to take more value in it because they have their own money. They're invested in your company. Mm-hmm. And when you, I know for me, like when my upper level management ever came into the building, it was like a moment of like, okay, I have to get all of these things done. I have to make the store look presentable, yada, yada, yada. But also like when they actually spoke to you on like a human level and was like, hey, so like, how's your day going? I'm like, it's kind of been stressful with you like coming in here, but you know, and he's like, oh man, he's like, I totally understand. He's like, I've been in your position before. Like making that like relatability from that upper level management just kind of gives you that like, okay, like they've been in these positions. They know what it's like. Like they've been in, in my shoes and know how stressful it can be when upper level management is coming in and having those meetings, those one-on-ones with you. Yeah. I think even just having like the open table types of conversations while at meetings, everyone can contribute and say whatever they feel without being like oh that's a stupid idea or oh not in the budget yeah yeah absolutely i hate that i'll give you not in the budget i'll put something up your budget oh oh you're spicy i'm really spicy today Um, we're uh we're ovulating so we're very extroverted anywho (laughs) encouraging responsibility and initiative Mm -hmm. that's what we should be doing like working with their own work styles encouraging you to take these tasks own them they're your responsibility if you don't start if you don't perform that's another story yeah absolutely but i can't be micromanaging you all the time Mm -hmm. you should you're an adult you can manage your finances i hope (laughs) not you jenner (laughs) don't look at me like that i'm doing very well actually i hope you you're already balancing so many other things about being an adult why can't you take on your own tasks at work i think taking initiative is another thing like at my job, I'm able to just, like, make suggestions. I'm like, hey, like, I just see this process, and it looks kind of broken. This was my ideas. As long as I got proof or evidence to back it up or research, my boss is like, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. I literally just brought up a broken system. I was like, hey, like, I found this along my findings. This is my thought on how to get it back on track. Oh, I'm definitely going to look up that. I'm going to tee that up to the headquarters. And I was like, sounds great. like a plan, bro. Yeah. <laughs> great idea. Like, yeah. Even just little suggestions. Oh, maybe we add a suggestion box or we add, you know, darts. You bring in the ideas. Yeah, of course. And I think, again, like, also this goes along with, you know, Alyssa and I have been mid-level management. Like, we know what it's like to be in those positions of, like, trying to delegate tasks, trying to be a manager and, like, how difficult those positions can be and, like, management style is everything I literally took a quiz right before this to find out what mine was and I'm very much like democratic and like participative leadership style I wish you could have seen the face I was making (laughs) because I was like in a different direction I was just thinking about me being like a mid-level manager and just wanting to take that initiative and being pounded right back down like smack down like oh sorry you're stay in your lane and I'm like okay I'm not gonna care about this company at all then like Mm -mm. I've tried multiple times to take initiative and like make suggestions and really collaborate and you're like I don't want anything to do with it and I'm gonna go okay run your own business but I ain't gonna be here that long yeah and that's that that's that more authoritative leadership style and I think at moments authoritative leadership style is important when things need to be done and you need to delegate tasks in a timely manner but I think if it's 
constant and all the time, it doesn't promote that healthy work environment whatsoever. Like, like you said, you, you see me there and the more that my ideas keep getting dismissed and the more that like, I'm here, I'm in the store, I'm seeing what's broken and I would like to fix it. And you by not letting me basically do my job and telling me that like, it's irrelevant. I, like you said, I won't be here very long. No, you're at that level seeing what goes on firsthand because you're right there Mm -hmm. if you don't have a say in any of that why would you stay it's not helping you any Mm -hmm. yeah because now you just have to continually struggle through this instead of finding a better way exactly and you don't have to you you talk about authoritative you don't have to always say yes to every suggestion you can Mm -hmm. knock some things down but don't bat them right back down and stay in your lane See, that's a great idea. I'm going to let's like look into it and see how we can maybe implement that and go from there. Maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe it's unsuccessful. You trialed it out for, I don't know, three months and it didn't work. Okay, fine. Or maybe you, you say yes to one, but not to the others. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it can be something that's like a democratic view. Like you have, say you have three managers in a store. Like the reality is most stores are going to have three managers. Most positions are going to have three managers. Yeah, managers you bring you bring in your supervisor. right, you bring in that upper level management and you bring in the other two managers and then you have a talk and you bounce ideas off of each other about the best ways to do that because those lower mid-level position management are going to know what's going on with their actual employees, how those people work best and how to best implement that in the store at that level. Because what works for the manager sitting in corporate headquarters is not going to work for the manager that's on the retail floor. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. I... <laughs> we just be spitting straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I think this... I saved the best for last. Is it okay if I take this? Because this is like my favorite one. I'm parting with my baby, but yeah. <laughs> Go on. Three to four day work weeks. I implemented this for myself when I started going to school because when I first started school, I was like, I can work seven days a week, go to school six and we're fine. We're okay. False. I officially took my time and was like, okay, I have assignments due on Thursdays and Sundays. Okay. So if I take Thursday, Friday, Saturday off from work, I can spend those three days, two of those days in the office, like getting my stuff done, getting what I have to get done, working on schoolwork. And then another day where I have off for my mental sanity. And then I have four days that I go to work and I work 10 hour days, 12 hour days, whatever it was. That's what I felt in like, I felt good doing four day work weeks. And even when I transferred out of the fat food and beverage and into a nanny position, I continued those four days. I just had to shift my schedule to a Monday through Thursday instead of a Sunday through Wednesday. And I love a four-day work week it is my fucking bread and butter my gold and like it makes me feel empowered to do what I know I can do that's why I'm like Mondays are a no for me meetings like Mondays are a CEO Monday to do what I need to do for myself if that means that I go get a pedicure and I go shopping and I clean the house that's what I do on my Monday but if I can like sit down and just like bang out a bunch of work that's what I do on my Monday It's a day that, like, lets me flow, and then I have the other four days that are scheduled for what I have to do. Do you have anything else to say for three to four work days? Oh, my God. I do. I do, just because it's my baby. I I have always been promoting three to four day work weeks because I don't know if you've ever seen Adam Ruins Everything. It it was on True TV. Great fucking show. They cut it off for terrible reasons. Adam Conover is very good at finding research and, like, Oh, that's probably why. The five-day work week 
I think originally started with like Ford, like Henry Ford, mm-hmm. the car guy, for like stupid reasons. Manufacturing reasons make more money. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't work for everybody else. And everyone just like implemented it thinking it was like this hot shot thing. And it really isn't. You, with us keeping five day work weeks, you were just begging people to decrease productivity and quit and I, leave and burn out <laughs> I can get so much more done working less time like even if I did like a six hour day I would be fine like whatever however you want to do it hours or, or days you can get so much more done but by saying oh you got to stay on Friday because it's Monday through Friday you know I'm gonna be dragging my feet and taking all the time that I feel like it because I now have nothing to do if I'm done early, and I don't get any benefits Absolutely. or praise from working quickly. There, People don't value that. Companies no. don't value quality and speed. No. They want you to do it in a timed fashion and use all of the time. They don't want you to use a portion of the time. And like Elon Musk said, this great quote, and I fucking love it. It says, if you give yourself three months to do something, it will take you three months to do it. But if you give yourself three hours to do something, it'll take you three hours. Basically stating like, if you have this much time to do it, you'll get it done in that much time. So be conscientious of your time. And like companies don't value that getting more done in less time. And there was a girl that I follow on Followed her on Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, and she talks highly and she's a freelancer who started several of her own companies simply because she worked in corporate America and she'd be done with all her work by like noon because she was in the office at 8 a.m. She's like, I'm an 8 a.m. worker. Like I'm a get up. I'm a go getter. And then like I'm done with my work by noon. Like I would have all my work done by noon. And they were like, no, go back to your desk. And she was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to go take lunch. And then she's like, I wouldn't come back. She's like, I just wouldn't come back. (laughs) And that's the whole thing. If we were paying people for time, speed, quality, we you could pay somebody more to work less hours. There's no overtime then because everyone's getting everything done. Everyone's refreshed because they have more better work life balance. They're having three days at least home with their friends, family, otherwise being able to do whatever the hell they want. They're not oh, it's Monday. Oh, God, the weekend wasn't long enough. No, they're getting down to business. And especially mm-hmm. if you did flexible scheduling in addition to that, you are going to see a huge increase in pro- productivity. Though Your current employees are probably lying to you about how long it takes because they're getting paid the same as, as Joe Schmo over there that's taken the whole day to get three things done when I've gotten it done in an hour. That's why I said If you give someone a specific amount of time to get it done, that's how long it'll take them to do it. If you get the chance to watch the the Adam Ruins Everything episode on the three to four day work week, you totally should. It was such a great episode. It's very in depth. We should link it in the show notes if we can find it. I will definitely try to find it um, because I just I loved that show in general. Mm -hmm. It did ruin everything, but it made me like so much like (laughs) informed. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. But like three to four day work weeks, I think are perfect it's yeah. the right amount of time it balances the week we have seven days like yeah I shouldn't be working five out of the seven no absolutely not and there's a book it's called the four hour work week I'm trying to look it up right now to see who it's by um because Tim yeah it's a four hour work week and it's it's by Tim Ferriss it's like I haven't read it yet but I have heard great reviews about it and how like again 
plays off that principle. With the amount of time that you have, you'll get all your work done you need to do. So if, you, if you're if you very conscientious of your four hours and you can squeeze things in, I mean, unfortunately for people that have a podcast, you can't do four <laughs> hours because the podcast alone is usually about an hour. With, Mine's going to be an eight hour. <laughs> yeah, on top of another hour of editing and things of that nature. So that's a little different. But the point of the book was to basically just like stop living the nine to five and get down to business. Like, do what you got to do and be done with it. It's, it, it is. It's just a facade. It's all false. Like, other than those few people that are really that slow, which is fun. Maybe they just need some assistance or to change their work style, whatever, mentoring. Maybe, maybe but like, they're not in the right work environment for them with their flexible scheduling. Maybe they aren't, but you wouldn't know that because you're just sitting there on the five-day work week. Change it to three, change it to four. And see those people. The stragglers will come out, and then you can identify them and fix the issue. Yeah, and don't just go firing them like Norway does. It's very hard to get fired. Like, they want to help you grow. They want to work with you. Like, And as companies, you should want to do the same. Because I bet if you work with, a comp- with, a, with someone who's a straggler or with someone who's having problems, and you help them in ways that no other employer has... They're probably going to love their job a lot more. Bro, what's that? It's like in from school. No one left. No student left behind. Mm -hmm. No employee left behind. Like, let's all bring us together and make sure we're all on the same page and at the same level or getting better. Yep, absolutely. Take us out, baby. We did a great job. (laughs) This was a great episode. Close to my heart. I really hope I start to see the changes in the next I'd say hopefully five, if not 10 years. I'm going to shoot for five because I think freelance work is really coming up. And I think we're going to see that big division of bringing in contractors and things of that nature. And people are going to have to change the workplace because they're not going to be able to fill positions. I would just love to have like an employer explain to me why, what are their, what are the problems and why are they holding back on doing these things? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And maybe we'll throw that on the Instagram as a conversation to start. Um, but we're going to close out this one. This one's been a great episode. Follow, rate, like, and subscribe. You can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at tabletalks.podcast. And let's make some changes in the workplace, people. We're out.